So, welcome to another episode of Let's Get To It. I am Mujib Khalik. And I am Sarah DeGray. And we are so excited to have you here for this episode number three. Thank you, everybody who's been listening so far and downloading. We're seeing you out there. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It's really exciting to see this uh, movement start to grow. And, uh, you know, before we know it, we'll be at 1,000 downloads. Exactly, so exactly. Let's, let's make it happen, everybody. Today we're going to talk about community and collaboration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the topic because this, this podcast itself is an example of both community and collaboration, right? So um, whether we find ourselves in the same general area, Burlington, Vermont, um, or we find ourselves in the same place, Rev, indoor fitness, indoor cycling, um, we can say that we're in this community, whether it's a very broad community, again, Burlington or even Vermont, um, or if we say it's a very tight community, just the four or five people that are in this building right now, that Mm. sort of idea. Um, And then how can we pull those collaborations out of those communities? Yeah, and even just thinking about what you're just saying, you you know, you're you're drawing boundary lines around those communities. While we we are literally in the process of community creation right now, so if you're listening to this, you are part of this. Let's get to it community, right. which is really cool because it's a thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, how do we even define community? I would think would be a good jumping off point, right? right? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I always think about community as a couple of different definitions. I'd, I'd say that the word community, when I think of it, has at least two different definitions. One of which is just the the people that we find ourselves around on a regular basis, right? So um, it could be my friend group, right? Those, those, those 11 or 12 members that I see all the time, we're always at the party or whatever, we're going to invite each other, that could be my basic community. Um, but it's also the almost like the genre of person that I find myself Mm -hmm. around like I am a fitness professional I am within the fitness community Mm -hmm. right if Mm -hmm. I were a restaurant owner then I would be in the community of restaurant owners you know so it's it's one it's this chosen thing for me Mm -hmm. but then it's also this like I've decided to wear these stripes and Mm -hmm. these stripes make me the fitness professional that I am or the tiger that I am, if I use a joke for a second. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, community is so, so interesting to me because there's, um, you know, it's tied into identity, um, who we see ourselves as or who we want to become, Mm -hmm. right? Kind of coming back to episode one. If you're just (laughs) joining us, you need to go back. You need to download episode one and episode two, and then you'll be caught up. Um, But we talked a lot about the process of becoming. So, you know, maybe there's a community that you're interested in joining Mm -hmm. um, and part of the fitness community that we've helped create. Um, Yeah, you, you put something out there. And I know for me personally, you know, I want this family to just keep getting bigger and bigger and growing and growing. We want to grow this community um, and then collaborate with others, either within that community or outside of that community, um, which is really, I think, important. Um, so cross collaboration and how can you promote each other, amplify each other, um, so on and so forth. So um, that's pretty cool. There's even a lot of that that plays into what we talked about on episode two, which is that motivation and the and the the kind of like mentorship that we can give to these organizations or these archetypal people or situations. Um, There's so much of a drawing from collaboration, Mm -hmm. right? Like 
I think I mentioned that earlier where one person can present in a certain way and because I've, I'm in that community with that person or I want to collaborate with that person, it's going to allow me to bring myself up to the level that I think that they're on so that we can meet each other in the middle mm -hmm. versus, you know, I'm looking at another community member saying, you know, that community member is doing so much better than me or so much more than I am versus um, let me look at what that community member is doing and ask myself, what is it about them that I'm admiring so much? Mm. And how can I define that in myself? Because we're in the same community, we're mm -hmm. collaborating, mm -hmm. we decided together, like this person sees something in me, I see something in that person. So how can we bring that out of each other? And mm. how can I bring that out of myself to meet what this person's bringing out of themselves? So collaboration can be so powerful for that reason. Oh, so powerful. I mean, we were uh, behind the scenes before we hit the record button. We were talking about uh, musical collaborations in particular and, and kind of what the art of collaboration even means. Um, and I even bring that back to, you know, why are Mujib and I sitting across from this mic together? It's a, it's a powerful collaboration. You take uh, two human beings with a particular set of uh, experiences, life experiences, and, um, you know, we've had very different experiences in some cases, and in other cases, very similar experiences, again, depending on what community we find ourselves in mm -hmm. and at what time. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's really interesting, and part of this collaboration is to just um, just kind of flesh all this stuff out, and 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 I think to challenge each other to be excellent, mm -hmm. which we talked about in the last episode. So so that's that's really cool. Um, so we have a set of questions or some, kind of some talking points, and and I'm gonna dive into this first one. So posing this to you first, mm -hmm. how do various communities that we are part of play into shaping who we are and how we view the world? Right, right. I like that question a lot because it really makes me think on a couple of different levels. So like for one, how are the communities that I'm a part of going to shape me as mm -hmm. a person? Um, as far as I'm concerned, it goes back to that, that expectation that we're putting on each other as members of the same circle, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's my family um, and I have a certain thing that I need to do before my wife gets home, you know, my my day is kind of shaped by what we've agreed to as a community that mm. we're all going to do to make sure that this community continues to grow or continues to thrive. Um, so, you know, a lot of the times, and it's not necessarily a, it's obviously not a bad thing. I'm going to make a delicious dinner and we're going to eat it. And it's going to be wonderful. We're both going to enjoy it. Um, that's not a bad expectation to have of somebody if we've agreed to that. Mm -hmm. um, so in that, in that community setting, whether that's just our small community or it's a broader community, like a family dinner where we're all responsible for bringing a dish, I'm going to my aunt's house and I'm going to bring the dessert, you know, um, what they're expecting to eat. You know, if they love chocolate, if they love lemons or any number of things, that's going to shape the choices that I make when I buy those things. So those could be very simplistic ways of defining how a community at large might shape what we do. It might also just be a list of guidelines for how we're going to operate in this community. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if this says we're going to use a certain amount of language or a certain type of language when we come through the door or we're going to um, kind of present a certain type of, of emotion or or fervor when we come through the door, well, now I know what I need to expect when I'm walking through that door into that community. Mm. I know what's expected mm. of me when I come through that door, what version of myself that I'm going to have to bring. Mm. Um, so because of that, the community is going to play a massive role because it's going to create that container 
for yeah. us that we're going to have to fill in that moment. Um, and then as far as how that views the, how it helps me kind of view the world or shapes how I view the world, that sometimes isn't always the positive thing. Sometimes mm -hmm. the community that I might find myself in could have a, a viewpoint of the world that in order to be with that community, I'm going to have to, you know, compromise certain parts of my own personality. It might be 10 people in a room that all think one way and I don't actually think that way. Mm -hmm. So that alone is going to start to kind of morph the way that I view the world, even if it's just seeing 10 people that think opposite of me and then me making my own kind of connections about how that's affecting me, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Or it's 11 people in a room that all share the same view of the world and then can just kind of like build on that or, mm. or amplify that for each other. So if like you and I see the world as our oyster, well, every time that you tell me a story about how you've manifested that, then it's going to reiterate my own viewpoint that, yeah, the world is my oyster because Sarah just told me this story about her that lines up with this story about me and we can just keep on going in that on that vein. So as I'm listening to you talk, I'm, I'm immediately thinking back to the, the last episode and, and you spoke about getting on a train in D.C. and just coming off of a week in the mountains or the forest and, um, and your community kind of checked you a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm interested in, because you're, you know, Maryland boy, D.C. boy, you have that community. You obviously have made a beautiful life in Vermont, mm. different community. How is that to navigate those two communities? Ooh, in the <laughs> beginning, it was like the hardest thing in the world, right? Yeah. Um, coming from where I come from, you know, and the way that I come from there, even just the, the slang, the jargon, the draw, the, 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 the kind of like storytelling nature of the way that I'll present an idea or a concept, um, the ability to challenge each other with a lot of passion behind our voices, right? What would appear to be an argument between two people that's actually just two people sharing a passionate idea. Um, all of those different things really had to be metered. I tell people oftentimes when I moved to Vermont, I had to learn how to speak a different version of English, mm. right? Um, which was, for me, it's a beautiful thing. And it, it's always been that sort of like, kind of like secret one up that I've had on people that have allowed me to hold so much of my own personal power behind that truth of having to come somewhere and speak a different language um, is that I can speak the language of New England, no problem. Mm -hmm. I can speak the language of DC. I can speak the language of California. I can speak the language of Florida. I'm, I'm a, a, a very versatile American, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. Versus like somebody who has a staunch mentality around like this is the proper way to act the proper way to speak so on and so forth um it's harder for them to conform to meeting somebody where they're at so uh for me and without getting off on too much of a tangent for me it was one of those situations where i had to kind of give people a little bit of extra leeway mm -hmm. right because mm -hmm. i knew that this person is maybe writing me off because they think the way that i'm speaking sounds less intelligent than what they perceive an intelligent person is supposed to sound like, mm -hmm. right? Um, nowadays, I don't give people that much leeway. Yeah. You know what I mean? If somebody doesn't kind of see me for who I am with the way that I'm presenting, then we don't really have much to talk about after that. But yeah. I think when I first ended up in Vermont, it was like a person kind of in a foreign land trying to make sure that I didn't step on too many toes or 
hurt too many customs or anything like mm. that so that I wasn't offending people all the time with the way that I was presenting myself. So it goes back to what I was saying earlier about like what are the things that we do to tamp down our personalities in order to conform to a community? Mm-hmm. Um, and when do we decide that those compromises aren't worth it anymore? You know, so for me, I've just become a little bit more global since then. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a lot to shoulder or to feel like you're putting the cork on who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that's that can be, you know, an exhausting effort um, right. time and time again. So yeah, I love that you just said sort of global citizen, and also this idea that depending on where you go, even if you've never left the United States of America. If you don't already know this, I mean, yes, there are there are many languages of the United States. Uh, life is not the same depending on where you go, and sort of being able to navigate that actually makes it sound like you should run for office <laughs> <laughs> on a national level. Um, you heard it here first. Twenty twenty four, yeah, twenty twenty four. Yeah, just navigating these different communities um, and how we adapt, mm-hmm. shape shift, adjust. Um, and at what point are we compromising who we are to fit in, right? Or we just say, you know what, this is who I am, and you can either get on the bus or get off the bus, and I'm like, I'm fine. Right. Um, because, yeah, there is no longer any compromise. And maybe that comes with age. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what that comes with. Maybe it comes with where we are now in our own history, you know, in this moment. Like, this is me. Um, yeah, I don't know if I, I fully know, like, the, the genesis of that, but I think it is an important place to get to, you know, when you're, or you think of everybody's got that grandparent, and they just don't give two fucks anymore. <laughs> just, they've been on this planet a long time. Um, yeah, we swear on this podcast. That's right. If we need to. <laughs> if we need or to. Or want to. If, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not going to censor anything. Right. Um, yeah. That's actually, you know, your choice of words there is kind of perfect because that's something that I've always respected about you is that you don't believe in censoring the people in your community, you know, like now the caveat of that is that you're attracting a certain type of person to your community already. So the type of person that you're attracting in your community probably isn't going to say a bunch of bunk shit that then you're (laughs) going to have to censor them. Um, But you're like, play the music that you need to play. Absolutely. That's going to light you up, you know? Mm -hmm. And if my music that's lighting me up is too short, then you're going to be like, yeah, play that too short. I love this song. Turn it up. Exactly. Um, And that, that ability to, to self-express is something that you really, uh, encourage, you know? Now, my question to you, is that something that has always come natural for you? Is that something that you've always strived to do to kind of push people to express fully? And yourself included. You know? Yeah, I think that's been um, just my growth trajectory. Um, you know, my as my value system has has evolved. Um, I think a little bit. You know, just my younger self kind of feeling like um, I'm, I'm super rule oriented, follow the rules, um, and feeling like okay, that's how you get ahead or do the right thing or just sort of um we were talking before about this notion of kind of um being a lady and what that what that means that's sort of a loaded really loaded term um or what it means to be feminine or or what have you um so I think for a long time I sort of put myself in a little bit of box and 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 just didn't really um experiment outside of of what I thought was normative um 
And then later on, as I got more confident, older, started to come into my own and really with the creation of my own business, did I suddenly feel like this is my space, my place, and yes, I'm opening up my house to other people, but part of being the boss is it's like, I'm gonna run this how I wanna run this and how I see fit. And then yes, your values, your value system is suddenly on display. Um, and that was a big change. And so, you know, opening up this business and, and thinking, okay, what's important to me? Well, for example, I, I don't wanna censor people. I don't wanna censor that experience. Um, and walking that line, you know, do I want to offend people? Of course not. Um, but I, I always tell my instructors, and again, we're in the business of, of playing music in a spin class. Um, I go, look, don't be an asshole. Like, don't be a jerk to people. That, that I won't tolerate. Mm-hmm. But again, if, if you want to play some music that, that lights you up and, and whatever that is, and it happens to contain explicit lyrics or, or whatever, you go for that because not only do I not want to censor my the, the person playing the music that's sort of the the interlocutor if you will or sort of presenting the music to others who am I to censor the artist the the creator of the music right in that artistic expression so I feel like there's sort of many layers to it so um so that that's been important for me but yeah you know being the boss and I think I played blow the whistle like (laughs) last weekend so too short again if you're not up on that um I think Mujib even said like okay the the boss wants to play blow the whistle um so so yeah it's you know and just knowing that um you know not my way or the highway or my rules but I take that very seriously this is my house and and these are our house rules and and I want people to feel comfortable here I want the people that work here to feel empowered mm. um, to be who they are and to play what they play and 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 I always told people I go if you play something and it's making you squirm a little bit then that's probably your gut check mm. if you don't feel good about it if you don't feel good about what you're hearing then, you know, skip over that one or play an edited version of something. But you know what? If something lights you up, then, um, you know, so be it. And and honestly, the, the complaints are few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that sort of like attracts like in that community. I mean, that's what we kind of grew on. People just knew this was a place they could come. Mm-hmm. And it has that sort of authenticity and a little bit of grittiness. And, like, you know you're not going to get this watered-down version. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's it's been nice to have, have that freedom, you know. And I find that that's such a, that's, that can be said about so many organic communities, you Mm -hmm. know, like, like attracts like, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're going to, we as people moving through the world are looking for the signs of the things that light us up, right? If I'm, even if it's like I'm going out on a Friday night when it was just go down and figure out who's got the scene that you want to check out. You know, I'm going to be attracted to the music that I'm going to vibe with. You know, if we hear Future playing somewhere, we're going there. Yep. Number one, yep. like, who's playing Future here right now? And can we hear that? And what else are they going to play next? Oh, goodness gracious, they're playing all this wheezy beat music. And yep. I'm going to just listen to it, you know. Um, but if, 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 if it's playing, like, Melissa Etheridge on that Friday night, that might not be the vibe that I'm looking for. So mm-hmm. that might not be the community that I find myself in, in that moment, in that time. So like definitely attracts like, and that can really help to kind of build a community in that way. Um, one thing that that really made me think of is how the formation of a community can 
be what you said just a second ago, which is trying to promote that self-expression, mm. promote people to be lit up, promote people to to put put on their actual authentic face and put it forward. Is this a song that you love? Put it on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, versus a community that asks people to conform mm. to a version of themselves that's not such, you know, that says, you know, you're you're here, you gotta wear your hair like this, or you gotta listen to this type of music, or you gotta wear this specific outfit, you know. Um, I steer clear of those places. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it makes me realize kind of like the the difference in collaborating with somebody outside of your community as yeah. well. You know, like if you're, you know, if and, and it can be as simple as like two people that make up the pieces of a puzzle that need to go together. Mm-hmm. One person is good at doing this part and the other person's better at doing that part. So these two people can come together and just like kind of link up. Um, easy metaphor would be building a house like you need a painter who's a painter you know you're not you don't want the painter who's also the plumber right that sort of idea um so you need a good painter you need a good plumber period if you're building a a house that's got traditional plumbing then paint Um, (laughs) (laughs) but what i mean to say in that is that you need also two people who can collaborate together you need the the plumber to understand when the painter is going to be working mm-hmm. and vice versa you need these people that are going to be able to bounce off of each other and work mm-hmm. together and when you have this this grouping of people that are used to working together used to collaborating with each other then they can bring the best out of each other mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. you know and like that can feed into a community we can collaborate with our own communities and within our communities but sometimes with a community it can be so confining that the collaborations don't mm-hmm. even feel like a like a 50 50 give and take sometimes Mm -hmm. it can be like is this am i following this person's lead Mm -hmm. and that's it you know Mm -hmm. or are we collaborating and actually like bringing our both as leaders to the table the venn diagram again like where are we intersecting and what are we creating in that intersection but where are we drawing from to to bring to that table to bring to that intersection you know i love that because this is getting you know me to think about what makes a good leader um or a boss and and i think it is knowing the strengths of your team and you know knowing what if if you are the head of that team knowing what you are not personally good at um and filling in the gaps like assembling your squad um you know or or for me i love making sports analogies like you know uh, you're making up your basketball team and it's just like okay you got you know this point guard okay they got the speed okay this guy we got a great shooting guard you know it, it takes you know you can have a superstar but that a team built on one superstar is just going to crumble at the end of the day because at some point, like, that superstar is going to falter or they're just going to get tired, burnt out, or injured or whatever. Um, and then, you know, how deep does your bench go? And so it's so important. And so what I love about, you know, collaborating, if you in your workplace or have opportunities to collaborate with coworkers, you know, whether you're a teacher or, uh, you know, whether or not you're an attorney, a doctor in, in a hospital setting, like you've got to collaborate with your team, knowing people's strengths, lifting each other up and encouraging them to, to bring that to the table every time, you know, like collaborations are just amazing. And I love being in, spaces of collaboration um you know again before we hit record Mujib and I were talking about we're both performers we have both of us have performance backgrounds and and different performance backgrounds and kind of what uh, you know what kind of performer are you and um and I don't know if you want to tell the story a little bit about you know your your 
performance persona. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, well, you know, I, I grew up kind of performing just for the family members around. You know, I was we'd turn the music on them to dance. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, but my passion was always just writing lyrics, writing poetry, writing songs. You know, I grew up on on rap music, hip hop music, gangster rap, and things like that. So. Um, it was just always in me to be rhythmic and to put words together and to rhyme. So when it came time, and also you know, as a as a young person growing up, when I did, there were a lot of freestyle ciphers. A lot of people like just it was a fun thing to just get together. Somebody would rock a beat, and we'd start rapping together and just making up our own little freestyle rhymes. Um, so that led me to in my twenties, maybe twenty four, twenty five. I'd moved back to D.C. Mm. for a year, and what are we going to do? Let's go down to this open mic and see if we can, I got a song. I wrote a song. Let's go down there. We're going to perform my song, you know, and you'll be my hype man telling my brother. And so we go down there and we we're performing at these open mics, but you know, you don't show up to the open mic before 10 PM, you know, and like it's 10 PM on a Tuesday in DC. Like it's not Saturday night. It's, there's a certain crowd that's out at Tuesday at midnight, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And Club going up on a Tuesday. Right, absolutely. <laughs> we used to be lit. It was good. We were turned way up. Um, for, especially for just like a freestyle open mic. But because of that, you know, I, and, I, and as I described it to you earlier, it was like the difference in having an audience of people who are coming there just to see you is that everybody who's there is excited to see you. But when you're going into a competitive underground hip hop sort of setting, 50% of the people there don't like you already. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they've already decided like your your competition. Like I gotta eat you up. Mm -hmm. Eat 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 rappers for dinner. You know, all that stuff. 25% um, of those people are still skeptical. You know, they're kind of like eh, maybe I'm gonna like this person. Maybe not. They're gonna scrutinize everything I'm saying. Everything about me. Is it written? Is it freestyled? Whatever. Um, and then 25% of those people are stoked. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I saw this guy the last week. He rocked it. Word up the rebel. I'm going to love it. You know, everything in that. Um, so for me, my performative, kind of my performance side has always come from competition. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's mm -hmm. a cipher in, in, of teenagers who are trying to outwrap each other. And if you suck, everybody's going to boo you. You're going <laughs> to suck, you know. Um, people are going to make, man, it's Mujibi sucks. You know, that sort of thing. It was never that case, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good. Right, he was, was really a really good, good rapper, you know. Um, but at the same time, then growing up and becoming an adult and then going into these, like, alcohol-fueled as well, drug-fueled drug kind of midnight settings and then having to meet up to the competition mm. none of which were your friends maybe it was just me and my brother and nobody knew us you know what I mean so um kind of our collaboration my brother and I coming into this broader community now we were part of the community mm. if you were at the U-turn in 2005 then you would have known us you'd have seen us um but that community required us to come a certain way and right. to be a certain to to be a certain version of ourselves present ourselves a little bit more powerfully, you know, mm. a little more than the average day might expect, you know. You're out at night now with the, the sharks out here, you know what I mean? You better be ready to swim, Why right? Why they call it a battle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? Like, a little bit more about your performance and how that kind of plays into to this conversation. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking about that, and I'm like, you know, the the confidence that it takes to just kind of roll up and come out of the crowd and just, and the vulnerability, too, to put yourself out there. Um you know, I, my experience is so different because um, being a little bit more classically trained and doing musicals and things like that, it's like you spend hours and hours and hours and hours rehearsing, learning someone else's choreography, learning someone else's lyric, learning someone else's music. 
and then you know you wait behind this curtain for the big reveal and then the curtain gets drawn and you step out and you just really hope that people like you and they've paid to see you and 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 like you said you know most people in the audience are sort of prepared to like you they want to like you so don't screw it up um but just thinking about the difference of of that community and feeling like oh such a sort of quest of validation like right and then and what that applause brings like i've worked so hard on this and i want you guys to like me and i need that like i need that applause and that that interaction and um you know i feel like a goal of mine like where i look up to you like oh my god i would i would feel so energized by going into a situation where I may or may not have something prepared and you just throw me on stage and I'm like, all right, can I hang here? And I like, that's terrifying to me. And because I think the notion of the crowd not liking me is so powerful mm-hmm. and scary. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that? You know, and, and what makes it so scary to enter into someone else's community? And I think part of that is just like, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. At the end of the day, we want to feel validated, loved, acknowledged, and welcomed. And I think that can just be, you know, that unknown or feeling like, can I go to U-turn? Are they going to welcome me? Like, if I get up on stage and I freeze, like, I'm going to get shit thrown at me and I'm going to get booed <laughs> off the stage, right? I assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, and can I handle that? Like, can I, can I leave and, like, go, okay what am I going to do the next day? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What am I going to do the next week? Am I going to be like, am I going to take that and be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to get back up out there and I'm going to, I'm going to show everybody like, okay, all right. I deserve that. Cause I sucked mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go back out. And you know, because I haven't tested myself in that way, like I want to sit here and tell everybody that like, yeah, I would go back up. Like mm-hmm. I absolutely would that. And, but I don't know. Mm. <laughs> and I'm just being completely honest with everybody because I've kind of made some of those safer choices, Mm. right? Um, So yeah, I mean, stepping, what is it to like step outside of your comfort zone to sort of enter into a different community? And for for those of you, and um, you know, I'm I'm speaking to like, if you are a majority white, hetero, you know, however you might identify, like have you ever really stepped outside your community, taken a chance, tried something else, like whatever it is. I mean, maybe it's going to a restaurant with food that you're not used to eating, you know, are you willing to go there? Or, you know, you go to a different kind of concert hall or or scene or or whatever, you hang out with a different group of people or you travel outside of the country. Are you willing to sort of take that that risk and step outside of your community? Mm -hmm. See what that feels like, you know? I don't know. Well, it makes me also pose the same like a similar question to the same population and not just necessarily like white heteronormative folks but just anybody listening are we able to also accept the members of our community just as they come you know like that that i think was the the best thing about the the open mic sort of scenario is that you're going to see 25 different musical styles yeah you know some people are going to step up and they're going to be the rawest rapping killing everybody blah 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 blah. somebody's going to step up and they're going to be super melodic like almost like common sense you know what i mean and we're all going to share this yeah exactly i just i just mouthed love (laughs) everybody in on that um well you know we're all going to share in this kind of acceptance of is this person again it kind of fits that criteria like 
I don't necessarily care exactly how you come mm-hmm. if you come correct. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The only thing that we're not going to accept is if you don't come correct. And mm-hmm. that's how it was at the U-turn was like, you know, just to kind of speak to your will you step back up on stage sort of thing, like a little story is it had been like a it's Tuesday night again, so I'd been working all day long. We get off work, we go home, we get ready, go to the show that night. And um, I get up to for the freestyle portion, you know, and there, there's always like a freestyle portion and then there's like a part where you're going to actually perform the songs that you've already, you know, requested to perform. So you, you sign up, you're going to play three songs, but then the MC is also going to open up the mic for anybody who wants to get up and just like rap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the freestyle portion, especially in underground hip hop, is like, you better not have written this down before. This is this you kind of you better not have even thought about what you're about to say right now. Like beyond the first four words that you say, nothing should be pre-examined or predetermined. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I get up there and I start rapping, blah blah blah. But naturally, like you're gonna run into a wall, and <laughs> yeah. when you run into the wall, like what are you gonna do? You're gonna freeze up. Or am I going to start rapping the new song that I just started working on today? Oh, my God. No way. Don't ever do that. So they start booing me, you know. Somebody, it's written. That's all written. Bye-boo. You know, get off that stage, you know. Yeah. So I pass the mic and I get off the stage, like really booed off the stage, you know. And um, this one guy, he was a brilliant freestyle artist, and he was just like, man, that happens sometimes, bro. Like, mm. It's all right, get back up on the stage, fuck them. Mm. You know, mm. so I got back on the stage and rocked it and, like, talking to the guys that just booed me. Like, yeah, this is written, and, no, it's a yeah. freestyle, you know, and, like, rapping actually at them. Uh, and, you know, it's it goes back into that sort of idea, like, my community demanded more of me in that moment. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I decided that I'm going to step into this community, but I'm going to set my own standard. Yeah. No, no, no. Sometimes in a community, you have to adhere to the standard of that community. And that's where you decide, like, is the U-turn really where I'm going to come? Or am I going to go to bar none? The other bar where they're a little (laughs) bit more mellow, a little less gutter, you know what I mean? More accepting. (laughs) That's such a great story. And I think of, I think too, of just the last episode, the last conversation about mentors and motivation and, um, you know, where we talked about how we appreciate of the honesty in, in our lives and, and through family or, or whoever the folks that we look up to for just telling us like it is. And, and that helping us become better versions of ourselves for that, for that feedback and that honest feedback. And, and that's what you got. And, and, and that I think, what an awesome community mm-hmm. because it was a, it's a community that's so brutally honest. Right. And if you can't handle that brutal honesty, well, okay like leave right. um and yeah i just i'd like i think that's just so beautiful like what a brutally honest community and, and others from the outside looking in may be like oh my god that's like the mouth of a lot that just seems so awful or those people are so mean you know right. you think that and it's like no no they're like they're actually helping you become better right right and in a lot of ways they know that you wouldn't have even stepped up on the stage if you couldn't present or produce a better product mm-hmm. than what you came with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, you want to know if you're going to drown. Yeah. Right? You want to yeah. know if, if you're going to be able to swim or drown, you know, sink or swim, that sort of idea. Like, you got to, you, for me personally, mm-hmm. at, at least, you know, like, I used to build a lot of bows, like bows and arrows, you know. And what I would say 
whenever I was building a bow, I'm like, if I'm gonna pull this and I want it to break right now, if it's gonna break, I don't want it to break when I think that it's solid. And right. then I go to pull it and the thing snaps on me. Like, I'm gonna want this thing to break. If it's gonna break, I'm gonna try to break it. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I wouldn't suggest people do that if you're building a bow, like just build <laughs> it and finish it. But um, but that, that basic idea, like if I'm stepping into a community, that community is gonna ask me to step up and come fully mm -hmm. and if I can do that then it's going to open up a whole new world for me yeah but if I can't do that if I still have to tamp down that side of myself that's willing to step up there and, and put myself on display or put myself in the arena um, then that's just not what I'm there for that's I'm not I'm I'm not a part I can still be a part of that community mm -hmm. I can still come to that open mic I can still listen to that music I can still be there every week but if that's not my place up on that stage, then that's not my place up on that stage. That's all good. I can mm. accept that and still benefit from being in the community. And maybe at some point, somebody will egg me back up on the stage. I can pull that side back out of myself. Um, I think that's really important. I'm, 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 I'm like jumping at the chance to yeah, get back please. in because when I, when I think about that, I, I'm going to take that experience and I'm going to pull it back into sort of the fitness community. Um, and, and what I think is really cool about creating fitness communities or, or that they can be spaces where multiple people can be comfortable or find their comfort level within that community. So, um, you know, I'm going to bring it to a, a spinning and indoor cycling um, kind of metaphor or example because that's that's what I'm most used to. But um, you know, normally we've got three rows of bikes. You've got the front row, which there's a front row type of rider. You've got the second row, and you've got the third row, and kind of like the back corners. Um, and what's kind of cool about this little community is there's kind of something if you just want to maintain your invisibility and you kind of want to come in and you don't want to make a lot of noise you just want to go in and head down and close your eyes and get your ride in you can do that you can be that sort of third ra third row corner you know dark corner rider um, if you come in and you're like I want front row dead center in front of the instructor I'm gonna make a lot of noise I'm gonna stare him down <laughs> you know we have that for you too uh -huh. and I just I, I like that idea that even you know in the club experience you know you can still go and participate and you can hear some amazing music and you can kind of you can be part of that vibe um, and then you know maybe maybe at some point you get up on that stage but maybe you never do and that's okay because you're still getting something out of the community um, and so and I, I love that just in fitness as well you know whether it's indoor cycling or kettlebell training or some other form of fitness like you know you can there's sort of different levels of participation and, and what I love to see is when people kind of break out of those comfort zones um, and that's when I feel like some kind of success in terms of sort of the, the trainer or the instructor when I can sort of see my students kind of making moves and, mm. and operating a little bit differently. And I know that they're starting to feel more comfortable within this community mm. um, and experiment a little bit, whether that's your location in the spin room or whether that's you, you grab a heavier weight. Mm. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool to kind of see, see that right. those transitions take place. I love to think about that as the collaborative nature of a class instructor mm -hmm. or like some sort of group leader, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have the community, which is everybody that shows up for the class, but then you have this kind of breakthrough moment when you're you're vibing with that person, that person that's in the front row that's looking you in the eyes, you're right back with them, you oh, know, yeah. you all are collaborating in that moment yeah. right now to like bring the best out of each other yep. you know that person who's staring you in the face is asking you 
bring it, bring yeah. it. I'm ready yeah. for it. And you're looking at that person saying like, okay, I'm let's go. You yeah. know, you're ready for it. Then I'm going to bring it fully, you know? Yep. And even that, that the magic that comes out of that moment is probably going to get that person who's sitting in the back to collaborate in that moment too. Even if yeah. they're not all of a sudden up on two screaming and yelping and everything, yeah. even if they're just like, oh yeah, their eyes close even more. And they're like yeah. listening to this vibe that's getting created between these people. Now we have this opportunity to in within a community to collaborate to make a beautiful experience and mm-hmm. an amazing experience within that small amount of time. And for me, that is the that's the magic that can happen mm-hmm. within a community mm-hmm. when it's left to everybody to bring out their best selves and collaborate to make this experience the best mm-hmm. ride or the best night or the best year of our lives. You know that sort of idea. Um, I, I love that because, you know, f- for me, collaboration, there's a reciprocity there, mm-hmm. and that's so important um, that it's not just, you know, us collaborating on this podcast. You know, Mujib and I talked, you know, prior to coming together that each of us had thought about podcasting before we came together uh, for this, for Let's Get To It. And what was really interesting is that a caveat for both of us was the idea of going it alone. Mm. Um, and I think that's something we kind of shared. And, and, and I know I had shared with you that I don't just want to talk at people, you know, that there, it didn't feel right. Um, and, and I thought, I want to have a dialogue. I want to have a conversation mm-hmm. with someone else. I want to collaborate with someone because I feel like that's truly when this energy is created in, in this um you know again you guys know that you're literally kind of a fly on the wall to a conversation that we're having it's not scripted we have a couple of prompts um but this is just you know it, it goes where it goes it's gonna go where it's gonna go and, and I just think that's really cool and that's part of this collaboration um so I love that you know if it's in a fitness class you know it's it's so interactive um and that's what that's what gives me life is that reciprocity, that interactiveness, that collaboration that happens. Even if I'm the teacher, even if I'm literally on a stage on a pedestal in front of people, mm. it's not it's not about me. It really isn't. Um, I don't know. If you're teaching fitness and you're like, it's about me, it's not about you. Right. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's about it's about everybody in the room having the best experience they can and so part of that if, if you don't understand that if you're not dialed in you know if, if you don't if you're not tuned in to see you know if you're leading a group you know and you see oh Mary's over there struggling I'm gonna reach out to Mary mm-hmm. right or you know Joe's having a great time yeah Joe let's go mm-hmm. you know you you have to be really in tune with the other people around you there there is a selflessness that you know you've you've got to pay attention to the people in the room. And, and if you're not paying attention to the people in the room, like they know that. Mm-hmm. They are gonna have a subpar experience, you know? And I think of part of what Mujib and I offer as fitness instructors is an experience. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, I often tell people, you can go anywhere and do some squats. You know, what, what we're teaching you, we didn't invent it. Right. Um, you know, and I'll be the first to say, you know, I'm not necessarily doing anything novel over here. Um, it's not top secret. Um, but what we bring is that experience. We bring you into it. Right. Um, so I just, I, I love this idea of collaboration and what really, you know, it just, it, it's the gift that keeps on giving really. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. 
it's you you spoke to that you spoke about it really great as far as the reciprocation and and in this in the, in this podcast and in this conversation that folks are listening in on you're going to see that like you're going to say something that's going to get my bubbles going and then I'm <laughs> going to say something that's going to get your bubbles going and then we're going to have this this not just collaborative experience just to overuse the word but this dance this back yeah. and forth movement you know this 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 switch off if we were rapping you know you got your 16 bars i got my 16 bars and we're gonna then we're gonna share 16 bars we're just gonna go back and forth with each other you know and and some of the greatest collaborations come out of that sort of energy Mm. um that sort of you know i don't know like rye cooter playing with yo yo ma or something Mm -hmm. like that two people that you wouldn't think would be in the same place at the same time Mm -hmm. or i mean you might think that they'd be in the same place at the same time but you wouldn't think that you would hear them together Mm -hmm. on the same track until you think about what the two parts coming together make Mm -hmm. right this Mm -hmm. new whole that these two pieces come together to make is 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 greater than the sum of each piece Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um I love that about collaboration, that third thing that gets created. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's another prompt. I'm going to go go for it here. Um, and uh, it is, are there any archetypes that make up an ideal community um, or community member mm. or collaboration? So maybe what are some of those for you that you kind of have are sort of your model? I think it's it's really what I just mentioned. It's that you know, as far as a community is concerned, it's it's everybody being uplifted, you know what I mean? It's everybody mm-hmm. who comes through the door, like the goal of this community that I'm involved in right now is so that everybody can fully express however it is that they want to for the most part, you know? Um, and again, it's that self-selective nature of a community. Like mm-hmm. if it's not your vibe, it's not your vibe, you're not gonna stay there, right. you know? Um, but if it is your vibe, then then it's gonna, bring more out of you it's like again to bring to bring it back to dancing like if you end up on a dance floor and there's 50 other people that are dancing their asses off it's going to inspire you to want to dance harder Mm -hmm. if you're a dancer you know but you can show up to a dance floor and be the only dancer on there and the 50 people that are there actually just sitting on the wall drinking Mm -hmm. well then maybe you're maybe you'll dance for a little bit by yourself if you're that person but the chances are ah shit like it's not really rocking tonight like this community's not bringing me out Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. That's so for me, the archetype of a community is like, you got to jazz me up, not even just jazz me up because we got to be on real time. Like sometimes I'm going to be mellow and mm-hmm. I'm not going to want, you know, the, the loudest voice in the room all the time. Um, but if we're if we're working on actually uplifting each other, then that's what I need from my community. Like I need mm-hmm. my community members to be as passionate about what I'm doing as I am in in. I'd say the same thing, if not even to a greater extent when it comes to collaboration. Like, there has to be three things that you're going home thinking about that I'm not thinking about. Yeah. You know? Yep. And then there's got to be three things that I'm going home thinking about that you're not thinking mm. about. Because that's, for me, that's the, the truest nature of collaboration is two people that are bringing their full selves into mm. a situation and then creating another full situation. So, like like you said, you know, this, is, this podcast is the results of two people wanting to share their ideas with the world coming together and then creating this this whole third conversation mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. um and for me it's really just that that is that's the archetype of community of, of not just community but of collaboration like like i said to you earlier you know and folks that are listening to this that listen to the other two might even be able to hear it in the way that i'm projecting my voice or presenting what i'm saying 
I go home and I listen to episode two as I'm engineering it to produce it and send it out, I'm listening to your voice and I'm saying to myself, I like how her voice sounds. I'm going to try to project my voice in that same way the mm-hmm. next time. And then I come in and I, I mention that to you and then you give me the whole background on why your voice sounds the way that it sounds when you're talking in front of the mic. Mm-hmm. And it, I digest that and then I come back and it lifts me up a little mm-hmm. bit more. Now, not just to take that and then lift myself up, but in lifting myself up, I'm hopefully going to also give you, now we're playing tennis now, it's going back yeah, and forth, yeah. it's back and forth. If you're just hitting against the wall, then it's as hard as you want to go. But if you're playing with a partner, you, we got to both be playing, you know, yeah, or else yeah. you're hitting the ball and I'm barely going for it, <laughs> you know, that sort of idea. So if I hit the ball back hard, then now you've got to serve to return, that sort of idea. Yep, so yep. That, that's my archetype for collaboration. It's just, let's build it, let's go, let's, let's go. go. You know, let's, let's get, get to, to it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so funny that you just used a tennis analogy because before we recorded today, I was actually talking with somebody about tennis, mm. um, which I love playing tennis actually. And um, my, my boyfriend's a really good tennis player and I usually, I love playing with great players because I'll play up mm-hmm. um, to their standard. And, and I, I just love that idea. So, you know, he's a little bit better than I am. I can admit that. Um, but I love it because it's just like, he just gives me something to really, you know, really hit. And we have these really awesome rallies. So mm-hmm. we just played tennis last night. So that's fresh for me. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, one other thing I just kind of wanted to say about community and and is I I love the idea of uh, come as you are and acceptance and um, you know communities it can go one of two ways Uh, they can be really closed spaces or they can be really open and welcoming spaces and you know communities can make you feel less than Um, they can make you feel like you're not enough or that you have to conform to a set of standards to fit in Um, or communities can be a little bit more broad and say you know what come as you are because we you know we love that and we're you know we're gonna pull energy from that because just there's power in numbers and there's power in you know all the beautiful ways that we are different from one another and and as much as like attracts like I, you know, I love adding to my community when I have people that um, may not necessarily be just like me, but they feel comfortable in this place. And I, you know, I, I've talked about Rev kind of being like my home, my house, um, and my house is open. Like it, there's an open door policy in my house, and like if you disrespect my house, well, you're getting kicked out. But um, if you are open and what, you know, come as you are. And I think that's, you know, that's so important to me and, and feeling like it's a space of, 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 you know, collaboration and being, you know, welcoming. And, um, and that's, that's what, that's what really drives me and what I sort of get fuel from. And, um, yeah. And, and especially in fitness, you know, specifically, I hear from a lot of people sometimes if they're nervous to come into this community. I don't know if you get this as well, Muji, but some people will think, well, you know, I'm just going to get in shape first. Mm-hmm. That's like <laughs> the number one thing I hear from people is like, I got to get in shape first. Listen up, everybody. Come as you are. Mm-hmm. Start today. Start yesterday. Okay, what are you getting in shape for? No, you're going to come see us. That's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, if we're doing our jobs right, we're going to help you get there. So, you there, you know, there is nothing you have to achieve or like a set of um, prerequisites to come through my doors. And the same for you. Exactly. I've, that's, I mean, for me, that's what I want. Like, how 
the best way that it makes me think about it is if you bring me a statue then I don't have anything to mold that sort mm -hmm. of idea you mm -hmm. know what I mean mm -hmm. if you bring me clay I can turn it into a statue I can turn it into whatever I want it to be but if I gotta if 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 you're asking me hey Mujib you know bring me some clay I'm gonna make something out of it and I bring you like a fired statue it's hard you know what I mean then it's nothing I haven't done anything for you at that point in time you can paint it maybe but that's not what you were planning on doing in the first place mm -hmm. so for me you know I want that that I want it all personally, right? Like you can give me a number one athlete who's like been a lifetime athlete and I'm still going to push them to go past where they are currently. Um, but that's going to be the same if somebody's never even thought about fitness before. Mm -hmm. or if they're mm -hmm. not even thinking mm -hmm. about this as an athletic experience. If they're like, you know, I'm really just trying to hurt less or I'm really trying to feel like I can move better or have more, more versatility in the way that I'm able to be active, right? I want to be able to hike and run and ski and play basketball. Um, well, if you don't think you can do all those things, that's the best time to come because Absolutely. that's that's what's going to start that process, right? Mm -hmm. um, versus like, again, waiting until you're already in shape to then come and come to a class like this. For me, it's almost better that if you're a beginner, it's better that you stay a beginner. Come on in. Like, Absolutely. let me start with that clean slate. Let me help you from the foundation so that it's not, we're not trying to unpack a bunch of stuff to mm. just get you to the point where you feel like, no, I am already powerful. I am already enough. Like, mm -hmm. I can, I can come as I am, you know? Yeah. That, it means that come as you are right now. Don't, don't come as you think that you're going to need to be down the line, you know, right. because all that's going to do is make you not come. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So for our communities, we want you to come as you are. We want you to be open to collaboration, just be open to learning and experiencing. And, and that's, that's really the hallmark of what we do. And um, that's so cool. I really appreciate having this conversation with you today. Yeah. And just to kind of talk about one last tone on it is it's something that you'll see about this. The whole of this podcast is about celebrating the diversity mm -hmm. of the world that we exist in. Mm -hmm. um, now, what better place to see diversity than in a diverse community of people that are coming with their true authentic selves, yeah. right? That's when you're going to see the diversity that we have played out. It's not me conforming to how you are and then leaving most of myself in the car and then being myself when I leave here. It's about me bringing my full self to the table here and saying, you know, do you accept me as I am? I accept mm. you as you are. Okay, let's, let's go forward and create even more of a mosaic out of this community. Um, mosaic is one of the words that really kept coming to my mind when I was thinking about this episode and thinking around the, the prompts and things like that, is the, the beauty that exists when you take a bunch of different shapes and a bunch of different colors and a bunch of different images and you create a new image, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. It's like taking all of the pictures of Muhammad Ali and making one big picture of Muhammad Ali. And mm -hmm. then you can look at all of the individual pieces of what made this person's life so spectacular. I love that, that, that feeling of a mosaic of, even if it doesn't create a beautiful picture of a beautiful person, even if it's just like a brilliant collaboration of a lot of different minds coming with a lot of different mm -hmm. mediums and putting them all to the same purpose on the same platform then all of a sudden you get this expression from all of these different directions. You get the flavor, the gumbo, you know what I yeah. mean? It's not just, you're just eating beans. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I love the, the notion that, you know, the mosaic, what brings to mind is just our, the multi-dimensionality of, of each other and ourselves as, as human beings. 
And just to kind of tie it back to the beginning, like, you know, I know I'm getting a little bit of DC Mujib, I'm getting a little bit of Vermont Mujib, I'm getting a little bit of Puerto Rican Mujib, or, you know, I'll, you'll find out more, all the places that he he likes to go and he's been. And, and, and yeah, we're just these diverse mosaics. You know, we are not just one singular person all the time, every single day. And, you know, hopefully, you know, wherever you are, that you can you know, truly be your authentic self, you know, in these different spaces and in these different communities. And, and it takes some time, you know, and, and, and we do a little bit of little bit less shape shifting, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And we just come as we are. And and, you know, the right people, they're going to, you know, they're going to accept you into that broader human family. Yeah. yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. And you'll be happier for it, too. Exactly. Sprinkle that realness. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle it. Well, you guys, I can't believe it. (laughs) It's been just about an hour, and we've got a clock running because we have to keep track of time. (laughs) Otherwise, this would be three hours long. But thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Episode 3 on collaboration and community. It's been awesome talking to you, Mujib. Awesome talking to you as well, Sarah. I love it every single time. Yeah. So, So signing off, I'm Sarah. I'm Mujib. And this was Let's Get To It. Yeah.